Welcome to the Dirt Bike Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Brotherson, and today I want to take you on a journey. Maybe, maybe it's not so much of a journey. Maybe I just want to tell you a story. The story is riding alone. <laughs> okay, so it's not so much of a story as it is a topic. We're going to talk about riding alone, whether or not you should do it. Maybe some of the things you ought to think about. Some of the things you might want to bring in your pack. I mean, let's face it. A lot of people wonder if you should ride alone at all. I get this question all the time. People will email in and they say, hey, you know, do you ride alone? I, I was just talking to a, a, a gentleman's wife yesterday. Uh, really, really neat lady. She just reached out. She said, hey, I got some questions for my husband. He's one of your big fans. We're going to try to figure out something for his birthday. But she even had that question. She's like, if my husband decides to go ride alone, is that going to be a problem? And I'm like, hey, look. In fact, she asked me, she's like, do you ever ride alone? And I'm like, um, I try not to ride alone except for all the times that I do, <laughs> I do ride alone. The truth is, if I didn't ride alone, I wouldn't ride a lot. And part of that is because, I mean, I... As funny as this sounds, I didn't get into dirt bikes to make new friends. I didn't get into dirt bikes to make it into a business. I got into dirt bikes because I like to be alone. And I figured, hey, if I go up in the mountains, if I go up in the hills, if I go out in the desert, a dirt bike is a great way to do that. And I can, you know, kind of get centered. And I've, it's been reinforced to me over and over again over the course of the last 10 years or so you know how helpful it is to me and how centering it is to me to ride dirt bikes and to get that like one-on-one um, -on -one time with me and nature. But a lot of people worry about that and they're like, hey, you know, something could happen to me. I was just talking to a, one of my, uh, you know, friends yesterday who broke their femur recently um, while riding dirt bikes and they had their brothers with them and so it wasn't a big deal they also had like a garmin inreach a way to contact emergency services they were out of cell phone coverage at that moment and i carry um either a garmin inreach satellite communicator or recently i've been carrying a zolio uh, which is the same type of a thing it's a satellite communicator where you know you can make sos calls you can check in with your family you can make sos calls you know and get emergency responders and and this gentleman he got a $26,000 helicopter ride because he broke his femur. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. And I was just talking to him yesterday about it um, and asking him a ton of questions. The chances of me, I mean, I've been involved. I've, I've seen a couple helicopter rides so far. I haven't been involved. I haven't actually been the recipient of that ride. But I mean, I probably have a higher probability of having to take a lifelight or, you know, medevac uh, extraction than, than the average person. And I'm fine with that. Like, but I, I'm, I'm taking calculated risks. And this is the thing about riding alone. Some people are just never going to do it. They're like, it's not worth the risk. And for me, it is worth the risk because I need that kind of recharging that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that emotional or spiritual, uh, and physical recharging of going out and ride. And I get, I don't, get energized by groups. Those that know me 
probably the most. Maybe no, and maybe not. I haven't really talked about this a lot. I've just kind of been realizing it um, recently that while I can be, I have extroverted qualities for sure. Um, mostly I'm an introvert. And if I'm around groups, it's draining. You know, it's, it's physically, emotionally draining. And so I need that time to kind of be alone to recharge. And that's one of the things that Dirt Bikes has given me is the ability to just go out and be by myself and listen to the sound of nature without anyone else around. Now, I know that a lot of times I'm riding and pushing or whatever, but when I stop, I get some you know, benefit from that. And I also just, I feel, I know that I'm alone. Even if I'm ripping on the bike, I know that I'm alone and I'm kind of getting that recharging there. Um, and also group rides are fun. Like I, I don't like big group rides. I'm more of like, Hey, three or four is the maximum, but, uh, I have had fun on, on larger, in larger groups as well. But the topic is, should you ride alone? And I say, well, that definitely comes down to your own personal preference. I certainly ride alone a lot. And I've got uh, other riding buddies that ride alone. I've got some riding buddies that won't ride alone at all. They won't go unless they can go with other people. And that's fine too. You know, everybody's got to make the decision for themselves. Technically, is it safer if you have, you know, at least one buddy or whatever? Yeah. And there are places and there are times, there are places we've gone or times that we've gone where I'm just like, it's not where I'm not going to go down this alone. And that's kind of another thing that you have to kind of take into consideration is, um, you know, when I, when I go riding alone, I kind of dial it back just a little bit. Um, and I, I don't push quite as hard. The flip side though, is then when you do get with other people, maybe then you're pushing a little bit harder and you might make mistakes and get hurt. But the point is there are some places and some trails that I simply just wouldn't go on or things I wouldn't do if I'm alone. Um, then on the flip side too, uh, if nobody's there, then I can just take my time and I don't need to push myself and I can just really, really take my time and pick my way through something really slowly and be very patient and be very methodical about it. And so there's things that you can do um, either way that you decide. Me personally, I do ride alone probably half the time, if not maybe a little bit more than half the time. And it's worked out pretty well so far. I carry the inReach. I carry my cell phone. I also carry a lot of stuff in my riding pack that probably not a lot of people are doing. I carry stuff like multiple ways to start a fire. I actually carry even fire tinder, like some, some stuff that really helps. Not only do I have like a lighter and like a ferrule rod in my riding pack. So I have two different ways typically to start fires. I also have some kindling in there. It's like this little stuff that's in a Ziploc bag that would help start fire or start wood. If all your kin, if all your wood was wet, because I've been caught in places where I wanted to start a fire and just couldn't find anything dry. You know, so I have ways to make a fire. I have a life bivy, which is basically like a little sleeping bag that doesn't have any insulation. I have um, a water filter or two in my pack. Um, I have, you know, some ibuprofen. Typically, I have like an allergy pill. Usually, you know, there have been a couple times where I've been like, holy crap, all of a sudden juniper trees or whatever are just kind of like making my nose run like crazy. You know, I have a saw, you know, a handsaw in there to cut things down. Um, just a lot of type, just some emergency stuff. Not a lot, not, not, not like an overwhelming amount of stuff, but I have tools. I have water. I typically have extra food and snacks and things. And the whole reason is um, I want to be, I just want to be prepared. I 
the chance of me having to spend a night somewhere at some time, I mean, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Now, will I have to spend the entire night because I've got these GPS communicators? You know, maybe not, but it's also possible that I would. And so I'm carrying this other stuff kind of as a contingency. If you're the type of rider that doesn't want to carry anything on your back, and I've got tools and parts for my bike and, and you know, various things, I'm not going to go into the whole list. I'd have to have my riding pack here and I, the riding packs out in the truck. Um, but I've got a whole list of things. And if you're, but if you're not going to ride with that stuff and you're not going to carry that stuff and you just want to put like a small little teeny water bladder in your pack or even just one water bottle or nothing at all. I've also seen people way out in the middle of nowhere that aren't even carrying a riding pack and have nothing on their bike. Um, then that's probably not a good idea. If you're that type of person that isn't going to be prepared and isn't going to have contingency plans and backup plans and stuff, then no, I don't think you should ride alone. But also I should say as well, if you're that type of rider that isn't being that much prepared, then you're probably not the person I want to go in the riding group either, because that means we're just going to be babysitting you if something happens. If anything happens to your bike, we're going to have to be the ones to carry, you know, have the tools or whatever. Um, you know, and it's funny too, cause like one of my good, really, really good riding buddies, Tyler, he carry, I know he's got plenty of tools. He's got tire plugs. He's got different things. And so sometimes when I go riding with him, I'll carry a drone or I'll carry some extra camera stuff. And sometimes I'll say, Hey, you got tools, right? And I will take the tool pack. It's kind of like a separate, you know, container. I'll take my tool pack out of my riding pack just to drop some of the weight. Um, compensate for whatever cameras I've got. But when I'm alone, I carry whatever camera it is, whatever drones it is. And I carry all the tools, all the water, all the stuff. And I carry three liters of water or, you know, between two and a half and three liters of water every time I go anywhere, because you just never know what's going to happen. Most of the time I don't go through that much water. Sometimes I do. But if any, like if you break a leg or you, you know, do something to your knee or whatever, heaven forbid, um, you, you'd really want that water pretty bad, you know? And, uh, so I just carry, I know it's going to be heavy. My riding pack is anywhere between 16 to 21 pounds, depending on what's in it, you know, and what I have that day, but it's heavy. And luckily, you know, your back is strong and your legs are strong and, you know, you just kind of get used to it and you settle in and, and then it's okay. But yeah, it's a, it's a choice to ride alone or to not ride alone. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing for a lot of guys. And some guys just won't do their, you know, I have people that are texting me saying, Hey, let me know when you go ride because I won't ride alone and I have a hard time finding people to go with. And I can totally relate to that. A lot of times my riding trips are, um, you know, spur of the moment or whatever. And I try to go riding in the middle of the week purposely just to kind of avoid the crowds. That's one of the things that I do with DBC. I try not to do my riding on Saturday unless, you know, once the kids are in school, I'll do some riding on Saturday, you know, so that I can get, go out with the kid, with the boys. Um, but if it's just me or a riding buddy, I try to do it during the week when the crowds aren't busy, busy and the trailheads aren't busy. And I don't bump into a ton of people. I love talking to people when I meet them, but I'm definitely not going to drive right into a crowd of people and say, hey, I'm Kyle with Dirt Bike Channel. That's just not because I don't, I didn't do this to become famous or a celebrity or anything. Not that I am, but some people say like, oh, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. I'm like, you're not talking to a celebrity. You're just talking to a regular dude who's just like you, who's passionate about dirt bikes, passionate about this stuff. Um, and I don't seek the spotlight for sure. 
it's uh it's one of the downsides of doing this is getting recognized in certain places but yeah it's uh it's a good time to go out and go riding and and i do suggest that we all need to kind of look at our riding packs and try to decide you know what's in here do an audit of it um in fact i need to do an audit of mine here i probably should right after this is over and just do an audit of my um my tool kit, make sure that I've got the stuff that I need in there. Cause every once in a while you'll pull something out and you won't replenish it, especially like tire plugs. I use tubeless, um, on most of my bikes. And what that means is, you know, every few rides or however long, um, every so often I'm putting tire plugs in my, in my tires. And then sometimes I forget to replenish those. And so I get kind of low on the tire plugs and every once in a while you need to, you need to put, you know, several tire plugs in, to a tire in order to get back on a ride. Um, yesterday, I, in fact, moving to a different subject, um, I'm kind of a tire snob. For those of you that um, that aren't aware, I'm a tire snob and I don't like to run tires very long. I like to run tires anywhere between 10 and 20 hours. I know that might sound crazy to some people, um, you know, because I know some people that run those tires for 40, 50, 60 hours. I am not that guy anymore. I, you know, I'm fairly good at changing tires, especially with tubeless. It isn't a big deal to me. And so what I want is I want the very, very best performance that can possibly happen from that tire. And once it's kind of worn off of its best performance, then I'm like, I'm kind of ready to try a new thing. And so yesterday, that was kind of what I noticed. I hadn't, I, it was my 300 XCW. Um, the last time I rode the bike, I had to put a couple tires or a couple plugs in the tire. That's what made me think of it. And um, I was just decided I'm going to switch and it was really easy because I just put on my spare wheel set. The, the, actually the, the tires that were the wheels that were on my bike were the spare wheel set. And I just put, I had already installed a couple of brand new tires that I haven't used before. It's the IRC. I think it's the JX eight Dakota, super, super gummy tire. I installed it on my, on my rim a long time ago, but I hadn't, you know, put it on the bike. So that's, what's on the rear of that bike. And then on the front is the IRC M five B Evo. It's an 8,100 tire. Um, should be pretty cool. I'm interested to try that out. But if I was always going like 60 hours on all these tires, I wouldn't get to try very many, very many things. And so if I'm only going 10 or 20 hours, then it's easier for me to move through different tires of different types and everything, especially where, you know, I'm only spend, I'm splitting time on four to six bikes at a time then I don't have the time to run it for 20, 30, 40 hours on that because I wouldn't be able to get through and try anything different. So I have some favorite tires and then I have, I'm always trying to try to rotate in a new tire, either a front or a rear and see if I can, you know, see if I can tell anything from it. And that, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm doing. So here, re, here real soon, I need to, um, I'm going to get some time on that, that, uh, IRC JX eight, um, just thinking about the tire plugs. The other thing I need to really need to finish right now though, is I need to put some more time and some more testing on the, um, it's the craft moto plush tank. It's on my 250 XC. And again, this is another problem because I've been right. I was riding different bikes for different purposes. And, and then one time I went out on my 250 XC with that plush tank installed the last time I wrote it. And I wrote it the entire day without ever even changing like plush to firm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a newbie. Cause I had just, I just read, I just ran the thing on plush the entire time I was riding with a, a buddy, Dave from Texas. And he had a Sherco and I rode a Sherco for a little bit. And then I got back on my KTM 
And I realized I didn't even do anything with the plush tank other than run it on plush instead of running on plush and firm. It's got a little valve on there. Some of you guys might have seen this. I think it's a pretty cool product, but I need to test it some more. The next time I go riding with it, maybe tomorrow, um, I'll take it out. I just need to swap. Just need to keep switching the the thing, uh, switching from plush to firm, plush to firm, and seeing what I can tell. And so maybe I'll hopefully I'll get out and do that tomorrow. So that that is something that I need to get done. And most likely I'm going to be alone tomorrow. That's another thing that happens is if I'm going to go and do filming um, and riding um, and try to get shots off the bike on the bike. Honestly, I, I end up, I end up, uh, going alone a lot because I feel really, I hate slowing a ride down. I hate, you know, be like, Hey, stop. Can we stop up here and let me swap? And what happens is I'm trying to hurry so much because I am, you know, trying to get a drone out and trying to make it not seem like I'm slowing everybody down or put down a shot, you know, put a camera down on the ground and get a try set a tripod up or whatever. And I just, I kind of hate it when I'm riding with other people most of the time. Uh, when I'm slowing everybody down like that. So a lot of the, if I am going to do some heavy duty, I use air quotes, some heavy duty filming, um, I'm almost always alone. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't like making people wait, you know, for those things. So tomorrow I got to decide if I'm going to take with me um, a drone or if I'm going to have a, uh, you know, take a camera with me like a, a better camera to put it, put down on the ground. And I honestly, I'll probably take the drone because I haven't done a ton of drone shots this year. I just haven't shot a lot with, um, the drone. So I got to decide where to go, um, and which, you know, which, uh, camera to take if I'm taking a drone or if I'm taking my, uh, Sony AS, AS seven, three, with maybe a 24 millimeter lens. I've got a, I've got a cute little 24 millimeter lens. It's still, it's still a 2.8 app, 2.8 aperture, but it's really small. And I stick it on the Sony and can get some good shots. Right now on the Sony, I've got an FE 1.4 35 millimeter. Um, I love that lens, but it's just a little bit too big for me to want to carry it in my riding pack, especially if I'm going to be riding alone because I'm going to have all this other stuff. And I'm like, dang, that's probably too much, too big for that pack. But uh, anyway... So that's kind of what I had for you today. I know that a lot of you really worry about riding alone. I just do. I just ride alone. Sometimes I dial it back a little bit. I carry a lot of extra stuff, you know, and it's worked out for me uh, so far. I haven't, uh, I haven't died yet. <laughs> so maybe you want to carry an inReach. Maybe you want to carry a Zolio. I do recommend the Zolio. I have links for the Zolio. I just reviewed it online on my YouTube channel. If you, it's, it's in the feed there. Um, but it's like, uh, you got to get this. It might save your life. Um, Zolio product review. You can go check that out. And I have an Amazon link to go purchase that. And then once you've got the device for about 200 bucks, then you just pick of their three subscription plans. I chose the lowest one and, uh, that's, that's what it is. You know, what's funny is after I did the, uh, the video on that Zolio saw that and they reached out to me, there's an email in my inbox. They want to chat with me. Um, so anyway, I probably should have a chat with them, but that's what uh, I still haven't. I have still have no connection with them. So maybe I'll get them uh, to sponsor the podcast or something. We'll see. So that's what's going on. Hopefully everybody's having a good week. Uh, just kind of getting getting back into a little bit of a routine here because the kids are going back to school. They're gone back to school. And so now it's maybe a little easier for me and my wife to kind of figure out and just get a grasp on what's going on and what we're <laughs> what we're up to. I don't know if any of you guys or guys and gals can relate to that, but man, summers are freaking nuts. 
We've got a 16-year-old, 13-year-old, 10-year-old, and a four-year-old, and summers are just nuts for us, and it's only getting worse. I don't even know where the time goes. It's crazy. So... But it is August 24th. Also, if you want to support Dirtbike Channel, one of the best ways you can do it is use my links for Rocky Mountain ATV. I have them in the video description of all my YouTube videos, uh, but you can go to dirtbikechannel.com. That's my website. And I have a links button up, up in the upper right-hand corner somewhere. Typically, you can use that, buy your parts. Right now, if you use those links, it also qualifies you to get entries. You get entries into my Dirtbike Channel sweepstakes through the month of August. Um, I'm giving away a dirt bike, so go to my website, dirtbikechannel.com. Get your entries because you're going to win a KTM. I'm going to bring somebody out to Utah. We're going. I'm going to pay for your flight, pay for your two two night hotel stay, and we're going to do a ride day. And you're going to win a motorcycle. So, few ways to enter. Go to my website and uh, get all that stuff figured out. So, anyway, that's what I have for you. Hopefully, everybody's having a good week. And until next time, leave a single track. Thanks. <laughs>